Hello and welcome to Sweet Tea and D&D, a D&D podcast where we your host, Zach. Oh, it's my <laughs> turn now, and Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I set you up. Why are you wearing them back? Because I feel safer. Okay. I don't know. I also love to sweat in my general face. <laughs> we can do the roundabout Corona test. How's that? Do you know anybody with Corona? I've been to a building that has a lot of cases. The answer is no, <laughs> you don't. And then the answer is, neither do I. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's so, a red the Thank you. So, uh, today, Jamie and I, as well as our producers, Rumble and Cooper, are going to be talking about the Stone Giant Dreamwalker and the Stone Storm Giant Quintessent, as well as uh, some more items from the Ordinance of Ordning and uh, some diseases I found on the interwebs. Oh, you found more diseases? I found more diseases. More diseases. It's herpes. No, I'm just kidding. So, the herp. Uh, Jamie's going to talk about the Storm Giant Dreamwalker, which is real hard to say for some reason. It's a lot of words for a giant. Three words. Three whole words. Not my drugs. <laughs> Not the naproxen sodium. <laughs> hey. To leave. <laughs> I mean, Kirkland Signature doesn't say that. Okay. The Stone Giant Dreamwalker is a huge giant, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, stone, and he is chaotic neutral. He has a. Stone. Well, that's what it says. Stone <laughs> Giant. Um, armor You're going class. straight to the stats, not the fluff? You're, you're really mixing it up today. I like You it. know. We've been gone for so long. I don't know how to do this anymore. My life is a lie. I haven't DD'd in so long. What is this? No, you skipped our last few <laughs> sessions. I had a lot going on. We both had a lot going on. You're trying to become a doctor. I'm learning how to dog. Um, <laughs> I'm learning how to dog. Jamie's had... a furry. No, I've never had a pet before. Well, you had... Your parents had a dog. Right? Like, they, and, like that was the thing. It was like if I said it was my animal, I had to like take care of it. Mm. So I'm like, nope, no, that's that's my dad's dog. It's my mom's dog. It's oh. not my dog. <laughs> She's been so avoiding responsibilities. Uh, yeah, until I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> I feel ready now. This dog is going to have a great life. Yes. So page 149 of Vogel Guides Monsters on the bottom. The Stone Giant Dreamwalker. The surface of the world is an alien realm to stone giants, fluctuating, temporary, exposed to gusting wind and sudden rain. It is as wildly changeable as a dream, and that's how they regard it, as a dream. Nothing there is permanent, so nothing there is real. What happens on the surface doesn't matter. Promises and bargains made there needn't be honored. Life and even art hold less value there. Jeez. Stone giants sometimes go on dream quests in the surface world, seeking inspiration for their art to break a decades-long Inuai. Inuai? E-N-U-I? E-N-N-U-I. Inuai. Inuai. Okay, what does that mean? To separate from something, I think. I don't remember. It's yeah. one of the cards from uh, Cards Against Humanity that everyone has to Google. They use those fancy words yeah. at Wizards of the Coast. Um, <laughs> or out of simple curiosity, some who go on these quests let themselves become lost in the dream. Other stone giants are banished to the surface as punishment. <laughs> Regardless of the reason, if they don't take shelter under stones, such individuals can become dreamwalkers. Oh. So. So a, a stone walker or dream walker is a stone giant lost in the sauce. That seems awfully complicated. So it was a dream walker or a stone giant who just went outside for too long. And didn't sleep under a rock. And didn't sleep in a cave under a rock. 
I feel I feel like somebody in their culture is like, where have you been under a rock? And they're just like, yes. If not, I go insane. If not, I start doing. Crazy. I start dreamwalking and thinking reality is fake. So they are mad wanderers. Dreamwalkers are driven mad by isolation, shame, and their unendingly alien surroundings. And this madness leeches out into the world around them, affecting other creatures that get too close. Believing that they're living in a dream and that their actions have no real consequences, dreamwalkers act as they please, becoming forces of chaos. As they travel the world, they collect objects and creatures that seem especially significant in their mad minds. Over time, the collected things accrete to their bodies, becoming encased in stone. Oh, okay. I always want. Okay, so I turned the page and saw the picture of the stone giant dreamwalker. And he looks like a stone giant, really tall, uh, slenderer build, humanoid frame. But if you look at him, he has like an anchor and a steering, like a ship steering wheel, and they're like in his body. Oh, God. I never noticed that before. And like, there's a cloth. He has like a flavor flav cloth in his Oh, uh, flavor flav! Remember when there was a show about winning his affection? I watched it. I watched two seasons. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't want flavor flav. I just liked watching I need to wear a mask fight. for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> flavor flav. The flavor is syphilis. <laughs> the flavor is regret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's interesting. Okay. Now his stats, and these are the right stats this time. Stone Giant Dreamwalker, they are a huge giant. Um, they're Stone Giants, chaotic neutral alignment. They have a natural armor class of 18. They have hit points from 161 to a number I don't know offhand. <laughs> 14, nah. 14 D12 plus 70, so a lot. Um, their speed is 40 feet. They have a strength of 23 with a plus 6, a dex of 14 with a plus 2, con of 21 and a plus 5, intelligence of 10 with a plus 0, wisdom of 8 with a negative 1, and a charisma of 12 with a plus 1. They have saving throws of dex with a plus 6, con with a plus 9, and wisdom with a plus 3. They have athletics with a plus 14 and a perception with a plus 3. They are immune to being charmed and framed. They have dark vision up to 60 feet and a passive perception of 13. They speak common and giant, and they are a challenge rating of 10. Hmm. Oh, it does speak two languages. Good. It does. I guess if you're going to be in dreams, you got to speak... <laughs> you got to speak the lingo. you got to speak the lingo. <laughs> um, they have an ability called Dreamwalker's Charm. An enemy that starts his turn within 30 feet of the giant must make a DC 13 charisma saving throw, provided that the giant isn't incapacitated. On a failed save, the creature is charmed by the giant. A creature charmed in this way can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success. Once it succeeds on the saving throw, the creature is immune to the giant's dreamwalker's charm for 24 hours. So they have a charming ability similar to that of, like, Fae, I guess. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they do have um, some actions versus a multi-attack. They make two attacks with the Great Club. And that Great Club is a melee weapon attack with a plus 10 to hit. A reach of 15 feet on one target. On a hit, it does 19 up to 3d8 plus 6 bludgeoning damage. Ow. Uh, it has petrifying touch. The giant touches one medium or smaller creature within 10 feet of it that is charmed by it. The target must make a DC 17 con saving throw. On a failed save, the target becomes petrified and the giant can adhere the target to its stony body. Ew! Mm. Ew! <laughs> mm. 
I'm just imagining like a giant covered in like body parts and faces. This is probably not the place to bring it up. Don't you have a friend who has like a domino in his penis? Oh God, why must you always bring this up? Because it's a weird fucking story. I don't get how that correlates with this. Maybe he was just like, fuse. I don't want to get into that. That's, oh, it's one of those things I wish I didn't know about that person. I wish I didn't know that person. <laughs> but I wish I also did not know that about that person. Okay. Greater restoration spells and other magic that can undo petrification have no effect on a petrified creature on the giant unless the giant is dead. So you have to kill the giant to get your friend back. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, in which case, the magic works normally freeing the petrified creature as well as ending the petrified condition on it. It also has a rock ranged weapon attack. What? It can throw rocks? It can throw rocks. A giant with a rock. Dream oh. rocks. <laughs> Dream rocks. Dream rocks. He just throws like fake air, but they hit real fucking hard. That, that would be great. Be so funny. In this realm, whatever I hold is kind of like a hook when they have the food. It yeah. becomes real if you believe it. <laughs> um, the ranged weapon attack has a plus 10 to hit, a range of 60 to 240 feet. Um, on one target, uh, on a hit, it does 28 up to 46 bludgeoning damage. That's 40, 10 plus 6. If the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 17 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. I want to see, I want to be in the room where another player catches this fucking rock <laughs> and like hurls it back in this giant. That would be a fun like magic item to make would be like the hammer of returning or whatever, any large item could be smashed back with a hammer. Give him like one of those lacrosse kind of cookie things. I don't know what those are called. Sticks. Lacrosse sticks. I don't know if they have like a specific name. They look like cups. Oh no. No, they're the cubbies. Which ones have like the scoop looking thing on Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what and those I love those either. as a kid. But anything the like scoop that. Scoop and throw. Where... <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they look something... like carved out it Macaroni looks like noodles. a scoop. It yeah. just looks like an elongated ice cream scoop almost. Yeah. Um, but I think that'd be cool. <laughs> just <laughs> sling it back you. to Yeah, and it grew in size, but didn't require extra strength if you threw something bigger. Oh, that'd be cool. Anywho, um, um, that's the stats for it. On page 150, like I said, there is a drawing of it. And if you just look at it casually, you don't notice it. But when you look at it a little bit more, you notice all the things inside of its body. Mm. And it's really creepy. It's like a face of a joint twin or something. Well, it has a face kind of like uh, Easter Island. Yeah. Um, the chisel and scor- of Scoraeus stone bones is the magic item associated with him. Uh, it's a wondrous item. It's <laughs> uncommon. This simple but functional chisel is made from a single piece of obsidian, giving it significant weight and heft. The chisel can be used to harness a fraction of the stone giant's incredible stone carving talent in one of two ways. It can do rune carving. The chisel can be used to carve a single rune upon a stone surface that is at least one foot, one square foot in size. No, it's backwards. I was like, You're right. Carving a rune takes one minute. The rune lasts for 12 hours unless otherwise specified, and after that time, it fades away along with its effects. While the rune persists, it can replicate one of the following spells chosen at the point it is created. Once a rune has been carved, you cannot use a chisel to carve another rune for 1d3 hours. 
you can pick from one of the four following. Uh, first one is alarm. The alarm triggers if a tiny or larger creature approaches within 15 feet of the rune. Arcane lock. The rune must be carved upon a door, chest, or similar object made of stone. It can uh, do knock. The rune flares with light upon completion of the carving and immediately replicates the spell's effects before fading away. Or magic mouth. <laughs> Instead of a mouth appearing to deliver the message, rune pulses faintly and audibly produces the specified word or phrase. Um, casting the spell magic on a rune causes it to fade away. <laughs> Sorry, our producer is angry. Cooper is wanting to join Rumble on the floor, but Rumble needs a nap. <laughs> um, casting the spell magic makes it fade away, ending its effect immediately. <laughs> Superior sculpting is the other thing it could do. Um, a character proficient with mason's tools can be can use a chisel as part of an ability check involving shaping or carving stone. The check is made with advantage, and the character's proficiency bonus is doubled. Damn. Nice. So if you're carving something super dope, <laughs> you should use this. Dicks. All right. So I'm going to read the Storm Giant Quintessent text, even though Jamie beat me to it. I did. Uh, but we deleted that, so you'll never know. <laughs> so to for Storm... To forestall, fuck. Not so easy, is it? <laughs> oh, it's hard. To forestall the inevitable, some storm giants approaching the end of their natural lifespan seek an escape from death. They plumb the depths of their powerful connection to the elements and disperse themselves into nature, literally transforming into semi-conscious storms. The blizzard rages unending around the mountain peaks. The vortex that swirls. Be a goddamn professional, Jamie. <laughs> Don't TikTok while we're playing or recording a podcast. Put that shit away. Utter garbage. The blizzard that rages unending around a mountain peak, the vortex that swirls around a remote island, or the thunderstorm that howls ceaselessly up and down uh, a rugged coastline could, in fact, be the undying form of a storm giant clinging to existence. Elemental weapons. A storm giant quintessence sheds its armor and weapons, but gains the power to form makeshift weapons out of thin air. Uh, when the giant has no further use of them, or when the giant dies, its elemental weapons disappear. And forsaken form. The storm giant quintessent can revert into its true giant form on a whim. The change is temporary, but can be maintained long enough for the giant to communicate with a mortal, carry out a short task, or defend its home against aggressors. They have lair actions, because they're fucking badass. A storm giant's quintessent has no need for castles or thunder dungeon lairs. Its lair is usually a secluded region or a prominent geographic feature, such as a mountain peak, a great waterfall, a remote island, a fog-shrouded loch, a beautiful coral reef, or a windswept, a, or a windswept desert bluff. As befits the environment, the storm is which the giant lives. It could be a blizzard, a typhoon, a thunderstorm, or a sandstorm. Uh, they have lair actions. Uh, they form on the initiative count, same as everything else that loses on a tie. Um, and the following effects, the giant can use the same two effects in a round it, in a row, the giant creates a thunderous clapping thunderclap centered on a point anywhere in the lair. Each creature within 20 feet of that point must succeed on a DC 18 constitution saving throw or be deafened until the end of the next turn. The giant creates a 20 foot radius sphere of fog or murky water within water centered on a point anywhere in its lair. The sphere spreads around borders and the area is heavily obscured. The frog, the fog. The fog lasts until the giant disperses it. No action is required, and it can be dispersed with wind. The giant creates a 60-foot-long, 10-foot-wide line of strong wind, a strong current within water originating from a point anywhere in its lair. Each creature 
uh, in the line must exceed a DC 18 saving throw or be pushed 15 feet in the direction of the wind is blowing. The gust disperses gases or vapors and it extinguishes candles, torches, and similar unprotected flames in the area. Protected flames, such as those lanterns, have a 50% chance of being extinguished. Regional effects. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> the region containing a storm giant, quintessence layer, is warped by the giant's presence, which creates one or more of the following effects. High winds blow with when one mile of the wear. High winds blow within one mile of the lair, making it impossible to light a fire unless the location where the fire is lit is protected from the wind. Rain, snow, or blowing dust or sand, whichever is more appropriate, is constant within one mile of the lair. Rain causes rivers and streams to fill or overflow with their banks. Snow, dust, or sand form deep drifts or dunes. Flashes of lightning and peals of thunder are continual day and night within five miles of the the lair. If the giant dies, the lightning thunder leaves uh, after about 1d8 days. So, the storm giant quintessence is a huge giant storm giant, and it is chaotic good. It has an AC of 12, hit points of 230, or 2d12 plus 100. Wow. It has a speed of 50 feet, and a flying speed of 50 feet, a swim speed of 50 feet, and it can hover. So, it's it's going to move one way or another. Zip, zip. Yep. <laughs> It has a strength of 29 with a plus 9. Same as Cooper. (laughs) A dex of 14 with a plus 2, a con of 20 with a plus 5, an intelligence of 17 plus 3, a wisdom of 20 with a plus 5, and a 19 charisma plus 4 modifier. Its saving throws are plus 14 for strength, plus 10 for con, plus 10 for wisdom, and plus 9 for charisma. Its skills include arcana with a plus 8, history of a plus 8, and perception of a plus 10. It has damage resistance to cold, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. It is immune to lightning and thunder damage. It has true sight up to 60 feet and passive perception of a 20. It knows common and giant and is a CR of 16 uh, with 15,000 XP. It is amphibious and the giant can breathe both air and water. Uh, it has a multi-attack. It uh, takes two lightning sword attacks or uses wind javelin twice. Wind Because it forms its weapon out of the air or lightning. Because fuck you, that's why. Uh, the lightning sword is a plus 14 to hit with a reach of 15 feet. Wow. It hits for 40 damage or 96 plus 9 lightning damage. The wind javelin is the giant coalesces wind into a javelin-like form and hurls it at the creature and sees within 600 feet of it. Wow. The javelin is considered a magical weapon and deals 19 or 3d6 plus 9 piercing damage to the target, striking unerringly. The javelin disappears on its hit. You don't have to roll for this bitch. It always hits. So like magic missile? But yeah, but for 19 damage versus a d4. So, uh, as legendary actions, the giant has three legendary actions, choosing from options below. Only one legendary action can be used at a time, and only at the end of another creature's turn. The giant regains spent legendary actions at the start of its turn. It can use Gust, which is 60 feet of air, uh, the right magical gust around it, or the creature it targets. Uh, the target must succeed on a DC 18 saving throw, of strength or be pushed up to 20 feet in any horizontal direction the giant chooses. Thunderbolt, which requires two actions. The giant hurls a thunderbolt at the creature it can see within 600 feet of it. The target must makes a DC 18 saving throw or take 22 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. And lastly, one up with the storms is for three actions, so all of their points. The giant vanishes, dispersing itself into the storms surrounding its lair. The giant can end this effect at the start of its turn, becoming a giant once more and appearing in any location it chooses within its lair. While dispersed, the giant can't take any action other than lair actions, and it can't be targeted by attacks, spells, or other effects. The giant can't use this ability outside of its lair, nor can it use this ability to uh, 
another creature is using control weather spell or similar magic to call a storm. How pissed would you be to be this powerful and some like pissed off druid is like, I'm tired of the rain and they control the weather to stop you from having all this power? <laughs> How pissed would you be? I would be murdering, but they're good, so I guess not. So, uh, in terms of magic items, I think I'm going to go with the um, Storm Giant's di- uh, Dichotomy. Nope, take my mind, change my mind. I'm going to go with the Orb of Strombus. That's hard to say. The Orb of Stromboli. Uh, this glass orb f- holds a swirling vortex of waves and thunderclouds within it. While attuned to the orb, you can draw upon the resilience and innate spagical talent of the Storm Giants. You gain resistance to lightning and thunder damage, and you can breathe underwater. Bonus. The orb has 10 charges that can be used for the following properties. It regains 1d6 plus 4 charges each day at dawn. If you spend the orb's last charge, roll a d20. On the one, the glass orb vanishes and the elemental energy within disperses harmlessly into the air around you. Spells. You can spend one or more charges from the orb to cast the following spells. Uh, DC, uh, using your spell, say DC, excuse me. Augury, which is one charge. Contact of the plane, three charges. Control weather, four charges. Fly, two charges. And water breathing, two charges. Scrying, three charges. The casting time for each spell is the same as the description, and you can only use the orb to cast contact of the plane once per day. And when you do, you automatically succeed the intelligence throw to avoid getting going insane. Ooh. Oh, that's nice. Right? Bonus. Lightning strike. When you go outside holding the orb, you can spend five charges to use your action to call down a bolt of lightning from the sky. Choose one creature you can see within 120 feet of you. The bolt strikes the creature unerringly, meaning you don't roll. Nice. Dealing 5d8 plus 5 lightning damage. Creatures within 10 feet of the target must make a DC 18 constitution saving throw, taking 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much on a success. You can spend additional charges when calling the bolt, increasing both damage rolls by 1d8 for each additional charge spent. Once you have used this ability, you cannot do so for 1d3 days. Can you imagine doing 5d8, cranking that shit up to, let's say 9, because the other you might not want to roll for a 1 to see if it breaks. So that would be 9d8 plus 4 lightning damage. Yeah, what? 98 plus 4? Is that the max? 9 times 8 is 72, plus 6 is 78. Plus 5. But oh, yeah. plus 5. I was like, mm, what? I was like, it should be an odd number. So, yep. So that's a sweet skill. Um, again, check out the Ordinance of Ordning created by uh, Derek Veda, V-E-D-A. So D-A-R-E-G-V-E-D-A on Reddit Rumble. Uh, so, uh, with that, uh, we wanted to talk lastly on our final disease, disease. which I'm going to pull up my phone to get real quick because I don't have it memorized. So, for our disease today, we're going to be talking about some resources found on Blogs and Dragons from Tumblr. Uh, these are 12 random magical diseases. Uh, and today, Jamie and I have selected Dryad's Itch because... You know why. We don't have to explain ourselves. Maybe Dryad needs a summer's eve. Oh my god. I don't think anybody should douche a Dryad. Okay, so contracted from elemental sources in the wilderness. Oh my god, does someone fuck a Dryad? Apollo. <laughs> like, I could name any bard that would fuck, fuck a, a dryad. dryad. That's true. <laughs> the afflicted begins uh, having excessive itchy patches on the skin that slowly start to form as tree bark, a slow-moving disease that, if left untreated, can leave the victim's body turned entirely to wood. 
Oh, wow. So it's kind of like a Pinocchio disease. Very much a Pinocchio disease, but I think instead of being a real boy, you're just a tree and you're not <laughs> you're, able to move. It's the opposite of Pinocchio. I figured if it gets so bad, you actually would root yourself to the ground. Oh, yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening to our beautiful <laughs> podcast. The Salter Dogs, beautiful faces. Uh, if you want to check out our producer's Instagram, because we're plugging them here. I mean, why not? It's cooped up underscore with Cooper. I do not post very often as I am trying to write a dissertation. And then we've got... Roland.with.rumble. Hell yeah. Uh, you can check us as a podcast out on sweet on Instagram and on... <laughs> we don't even know anymore. We don't know anymore. You can check us out on Instagram, Twitter as sweet T and D N D, all one word. You can also check us out on our website at sweet T and D and D dot simplecast.net or dot com, either one. They all redirect to the right page where you can directly download our episode and check out our show notes where we have a bunch of extra information and resources of what we covered in today's episode. Uh, as always, feel free to reach out to us on our social medias, comments, suggest any monsters you want to hear about, um, items that you think we should cover, puppies you want to hear cry, um, for attention, <laughs> not in pain. We love them, and there's no abuse happening whatsoever. No, they're fussy, and we're not being They're fussy, and it's hot in here because we live in this hellhole state of Texas, and yeah. All right. Bye! Bye.